Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. The Ikitu tribe claim they have suffered repeat attacks by aliens. They have called for assistance from the Peruvian military and started conducting their own night patrols to protect vulnerable villagers. This was published on August the 8th of 2023 by Chris Jewers. J-E-W-E-R-S. Chris Jewers. Published this on the Daily Mail at 6.33 in the morning on August 8th, 2023. Terrified villagers in a rural Peruvian district have claimed they have come under attack by seven-foot-tall aliens. They have dubbed Los Palacaras, or the Face Peelers. Members of the Akitu tribe from San Antonio native community have reported mysterious figures in dark colored hoods attacking the villagers. Who lived in the rural district of Alto Nane, northeast of Lima, Peru. After one such attack, a 15-year-old girl had to be taken to the hospital. According to the community leader, Rado Retegu Davala, a teenager narrowly escaped by as a result of the struggle, they cut part of her neck. Now, according to local media, members of the community are conducting night patrols to protect women, children, and more vulnerable villagers, and have called on the authorities to send in the military. Some community members said they can't sleep because they are in fear. Locals described the extraterrestrials as having large heads and yellowish eyes and said the mysterious figures are immune to their hunting weapons. They claim they have attacked them every night for nearly a month since June or since July 11th. Latina Noticias, a Peruvian news outlet, quoted Davila as saying he had come face to face with one of these so-called aliens. We have met almost face to face. His face is hardly visible. I have seen his whole body floating at a height of one meter, he said, suggesting the being was hovering. The group have now requested a military presence from the authorities. However, it reportedly takes a 10-hour river trip to reach the community from Equitas City. We need support for our community. The children do not sleep and the mothers stay up all night, Davila said. They appear to be armored. I shot one of them twice and he wasn't injured. He rose and disappeared. We're very frightened by what's happening here in our community. He added, Their shoes are round-shaped, which they use to float. The heads are long. They wear a mask and their eyes are yellowish. They are experts at escaping. (laughs) 
Some villagers describe the aliens as being like pelicatas, strange beings from folklore that feast on human faces, fat, and organs. According to reports, the police reached the remote area on board a speeder vessel and toured the village parameter, including the area where the teenage was allegedly attacked. It is unclear if the authorities found anything to corroborate the villagers' claims and if the government intends to deploy military personnel to the area for a sustained period of time to protect the villagers from the mysterious threat. According to a 2017 national census, there are around 1,350 people who identify as being a member of the Ikatu community. End of article. Now, from a different source. This one, Dazed. The publication, Dazed. Titled, Peruvian villagers are reportedly being attacked by seven-foot armored aliens. The Ikatu indigenous people claim the extraterrestrials have been launching attacks on the community since July 11th. It's only been a matter of weeks since the U.S. Congress held its landmark UFO hearing and reports of alien sightings are beginning to pile in. While most of these extraterrestrial encounters have typically involved the discovery of strange tech found in remote locations such as the Australian beach and deep underwater, the latest reports come from a rural district in northeast Lima, Peru, where local villagers claim that they are under attack by seven-foot-tall armored aliens that draw resemblances to the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. According to local reports from Ikata indigenous people, the extraterrestrials are strange beings who have large heads and yellow eyes, have been launching attacks on the community since July 11th, including one particular incident involving a 15-year-old girl who was grabbed from behind Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. I'm going to say Anshalom. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of the North Gulf Coast of Texas. Thank you all, each and every one of you out there, most sincerely from the bottom of my heart, tuning in. Whether this is your first episode or your last episode, 300th episode, you know, whatever the situation may be, however far in the future you find yourself listening to this, on whatever timeline or time shift that you are currently on. Thank you. Namaste and Abu Salam. That's right. We have already transitioned out of our uh, religious studies for a simplifying of the term. And now we are entering into a uh, Islamic study period. We've moved past the, the Hebraic uh, study period after our Christian study period so from Christian to Hebraic and now we are open-minded enough and enlightened enough to uh, pursue an Islamic scholarly period and so uh, this is something that was in my personal life way before I started producing videos this is something that in my own personal life and my journey began around 2014 and uh, first started with being uh, very devoutly Christian, and then esoterically Christian, then Gnostically Christian, and then Hebraic, and then following um, casually Hebraic, 
Orthodox Hebraic and then Kabbalistic Hebraic. And then now will be the Islamist starting from casually Islamist, um, <laughs> fundamentally Islamist, and then esoterically, you know, occult Islam. And we'll see how this uh, journey progresses and what discoveries we make along this way. The self-initiation and walking of the Abrahamic threefold path um, currently as an experiment while being most sincerely aligned with um, Zen Buddhism as well as ever increasingly studying um, the Vedas, Hinduism, and uh, Mesoamerican traditions as actually a complete spectrum of uh, pan-spiritual uh, studies and and readings you know, both in my past and in my future that will continue on uh, but yes um, such as the life of uh, theosophy I don't know higher truth than truth meaning the the super universality of studying all religions to create synthesis of um, commonality and synthesis of energy a synergy between the between the uh, humanity of all the faiths, the eternal and confused language of the original one world system, broken apart into the many thousands of different faiths, is what truly was the fall of the Tower of Babel's uh, ramifications. Not language, but faith, spirituality, spirit of the soul. Oh. And that's truly what I believe the Tower of Babel meant, was that when the people were cast into confusion, it was because a confusion of the soul, a confusion of the, the imagery that creates what we know as religion and spirituality. And it is extremely difficult to walk a mile in another man's shoes and to worship their faith or worship alongside them to understand them better as friends and to respect them a little bit more as fellow human beings with dignity and with the ability to conclude very poignant points of reality that otherwise would be completely unknown to an individual if they weren't willing to open their eyes and to see eye to eye with others rather than being uh, fast to judge, criticize, and, you know... Um, you know, segregate or to, to separate from society. It's not what America is about. It is not what being an American is about. Being an American is about being an extremely well-educated, pragmatic individual that has no priorities or biases beyond what is profitable for a man and what is profitable for a man's soul is profitable for a man's life. So now we retire in this month, August of 2023. The Augustine month of 2023, we retire our Hebraic studies, having already mastered and come to our conclusions about the Hebrews. And now we enter our Islamic studies as a, as a new student. So Abu Salam, Salam Alaikum. Malaikum Salam.
getting with this episode. It's going to be a great UFO update. Uh, a lot of good news and not what you're thinking about. Fuck the mainstream disclosure with the CIA shills and the uh, Freemason picked people in the Senate and all that bullshit. Uh, death of the USA, death of the great Satan. Um, now I'm joking about that. <laughs> but, or am I? Now I'm joking about that. Uh, everything here is high satire and science fiction on the base of it. This is why I labeled everything science fiction because this is all part of the... Uh, part of the the aura of it the creation of the of the myth mythification of the beyond top secret texan but um the news is out of peru it is an international news story it is an incredible news story with a lot of evidence videos and eyewitness testimony as well as severe uh, hostilities reported between these uh, mysterious and unexplained attackers presumed to be extraterrestrial in conjunction with UFO sightings in the area, as well as a history of UFO activity in Peru itself. Peru is a massive UFO hotspot, as well as Chile, Brazil, Argentina, you know, all of South America, Colombia, uh, Bolivia, Ecuador, Venezuela. Uh, it just keeps going, just keeps going on and on. As I know, uh, Uruguay, Paraguay, uh, and it's, it's, you know, Peru is one of those countries that it doesn't get a lot of credit, but it is a fantastic wealth of ancient world plus current UFO uh, and ufology uh, studies. If you want to see a UFO, if you want to speak to people who have seen UFOs, if you want to speak with people who have incredible theories based on their research in person on these megalithic monuments like David Childress level ideas and shit then go to Peru because that is a place like Bolivia, like Argentina, like or like um, Chile, that you're going to find a lot of incredible uh, on the ground, but very obscure to the English speaking world, very obscure to the Western world. And that, I mean, the USA and ufology uh, circles there besides the monuments, besides the megaliths, etc. So, I want to just read two articles that have come out immediately based on the event. Now, remember, the mocking tone and the the somewhat, you know, disbelieving uh, tone and opinion of the media is because all media, regardless of what is owned by Freemasons and is owned by uh, the materialistically educated academic slaves that are produced in journalism. Now, there is very few in-betweens and, common, and commonalities between independent researchers, laymen eyewitness, everyday citizen civilian eyewitnesses who are telling personal testimonies, and the people who call themselves professional journalists who are writing because the professional journalists are not only holding themselves to this bogus, very phony system of journalistic ethics, but they are also uh, trying to uh, impress other journalists so that they can continue to have a career and or get promoted later on in life. And if they make any attempt at crossing what they call objectivity, meaning belief or support of an idea, uh, not just the neutrality, but the belief and support of these ideas. 
then they risk forever being associated with it. Objectivity, though, hypocritically in the journalistic world, still is maintained if you take a condescending, mocking, or skeptical tone, which is not neutrality, but it's adamant disbelief. It is a type of passive aggressiveness, and it's definitely the shaping of a public opinion. Because if you call someone, you know, if you say something's ridiculous, if you say something is foolish, if you say something is unbelievable or extremely improbable, etc., you are not directly lying, but you are coloring the picture in a very derisive and negative mocking tone. And you are doing both extremely successfully, which is what the CIA and the PSYOPs divisions of the deep state, which control the media with Operation Mockingbird around the world, and especially in all English-produced print and media, which is why RT America was such a huge problem and why they called them foreign agents, even though they were American journalists operating on American news station in America. They called them foreign operatives because they were not part of the CIA USA-sponsored Operation Mockingbird fifth column press front, which can control people's perceptions, and that's as good as controlling people's minds. So, let's get into it. Now, remember, these tones and these opinions are not mine, but I will try to read the facts as best as I can present them. Right? Now, first... is the Daily Mail. Terrified Peruvian villagers claim they are under attack from seven-foot-tall, quote, aliens, dubbed, quote, face peelers, as they plead with authorities to send backup. Members of the Akitu tribe claim they have suffered repeat... In the attempted abduction, the aliens in question are believed to wear protective armor and round shoes with a red light on the heel. They hover above ground and fly away when shot at. The rural district of Alto Nani is a 10-hour river trip from the nearest city, Iquitos. Locals have requested military presence from the authorities, and while the police and navy have since arrived in the area, locals continue to conduct night patrols. These gentlemen are aliens. I'm sorry, these gentlemen are aliens. They seem armored like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. I have shot him twice, and he does not fall, but rises and disappears. We are frightened by what is happening in the community, said community leader Juaro Ratiga Avila. Their color is silver, their shoes are round in shape, and with that, they rise up. They float one meter high and have a red light on their heel. Their heads are long, and their eyes are yellowish. With that, they see you well, and they leave. They are experts at escaping, he added. According to local news, RPP Noticias, some villagers have likened the creatures to pelacras or face peelers, mythical creatures that harvest the organs of their victims. While unlikely, this hasn't stopped online commenters from latching onto the idea. A bogus image of a man with his face peeled off is currently circulating Twitter. Another theory is that the creatures are drones roaming the region, linked to drug trafficking and gang violence. They can't see their faces and their bodies are floating. They use their arms for balance when flying, but they walk normally. Every time we arrive, they fly with an activation of something on the bottom of their feet. They have wheels with lights, said Retugra Avila. 
While the chances of alien creatures coming down to Earth in a form that we recognize as an alien seems far-fetched, the latest round of sightings is strange to say the least. Like folklore creatures, aliens have long stood in as a symbol for what we do not know, or yet have the knowledge to understand, so it's reasonable to assume that there's more to the story than meets the eye. You need only look at historical accounts of alien sightings such as the Roswell Incident and the Belgium Wave to see the relationship between these reports and military intervention. The same goes for alien technology and unidentified or origins. So maybe there's actually Silvermen attacking local villagers at night, or maybe the answer is more homegrown. Either way, as Euphoria sweeps across culture, we can expect to see plenty more stories on the horizon. And that is the end of the article. Now, I have seen the photos. I have posted them on my X account. We have posted them on my X account. We have posted them on my social media account. Um, we're going to post them on uh, Instagram, etc. We only have the two really to work with. So you can go there if you're listening to this right now, check them out. But remember, you have to look back, scroll through the posts uh, to the August one. Uh, but yeah, from what I can see, they are real. Absolutely real. They are absolutely uh, 100% real beings affecting this town. But is this case unique? You know, without diminishing the importance of it, it is not. That There are many such cases in South America. So it's highly probable this is exactly like one of those, just like the ones that happen all around the world, but they do get published in press and public support. And military and police uh, intervention is always reported amongst these things. Most recently, I believe the 2020 Mage uh, or Maggie uh, or Maggie um, Brazil, M-A-G-E Brazil UFO crash where the military was reported as having killed two extraterrestrials and captured a third after a uh, air battle with a UFO and local military forces of the Brazilian Air Force and then in reported even American Special Forces being on scene firing what appeared to be lasers. This is, an, this is a case that happened in 2020. So lots of footage of it. Lots of reports. Lots of online journalism. Lots of uh, press and, um, and opinion. That occurred, you know, right after um, this all happened. You know, so it was it was absolutely like one of these cases where the people around the world were taking notice. There is the Virginia um, Brazil case where a extraterrestrial was captured in 1996, I want to say, in um, Brazil. And this had military response. This had eyewitnesses, multiple eyewitnesses. This had a lot of research done on it by international ufologists, a lot of follow-ups, and is currently still a subject of discussion and an extremely popular case. And there are many, many such cases, like the Chupa Chupa Lights, which is a Project Flying Saucer, 
uh, better known in Brazilian, its actual name in Brazilian, in which the uh, Brazilian Air Force and military basically uh, had a month-long study and uh, and uh, exploration of the area, recovering a lot of evidence, including uh, hundreds of photographs and videos of these lights. And, you know, who knows what interactions between their personnel and the lights, but also dozens of eyewitness accounts, uh, such as the Melting Man uh, incident and uh, the various victims of the Chupa Chupas, which is, um, you know, on record. It's actually on record that this happened. And the Chupa Chupas were the name given to them by the villagers for these red lights that would fire laser beams that would uh, basically take their blood somehow take their blood and the people would have less blood than before if they were hit and are long-term burn damage to their entire bodies even after just being hit with one beam of light once like as if they were hit with an energy weapon that melted them over time um that's the burn man case so this is well within the ballpark this is absolutely common now i know that the aztec mesoamerican the zaboba empire is currently uh, active, but because I believe that they're signing a peace treaty with the Dark Fleet right now to work on a doomsday div- uh, incident going to be called the Phoenix System, the Phoenix uh, Cataclysm, uh, you know, the Phoenix device again trying to destroy the simulation we live on in 2040. I believe that they are not the culprits. In fact, after looking after the evidence, I would have to say insectilians, and I would have to say mantis beings who are trying to, I am presuming, um, slowly scare or, or at least intimidate the local villagers away from certain areas of the Peruvian jungle side or, or village side so that they can either excavate or, you know, Orion Draco technologies excavate them or remove them. You know, in in their desired pace, um, while also going under the radar, you know, for the most part, and um, not resorting to murder, not resorting to hostile, um, you know, attacks, not resorting to um, killing, fatally killing people. And I absolutely believe. That's what we're seeing here. A highly restrained uh, act of intimidation that's closer to, you know, your shenanigans of a Scooby-Doo villain where he's trying to intimidate with a show of force and technology a primitive people without resorting to truly dangerous or fatal means. Now, this is um, understandable because the Tiktilians still have to follow the Astra High Command, which means that uh, the rule of, uh, of one, which is uh, a higher technological society, cannot resort to using their technology to kill a primitive society, uh, given that it's just, you know, it's akin to magic, so that they're resorting to scratching, they're resorting to grabbing, they're resorting to uh, floating in front of and leaping around, as well as just showing their um, physical prowess as well as just their sheer otherness, their sheer alienness. Like their presence is being known without them blasting the entire village with a spacecraft or with some you know, laser weapon or energy weapon that they could easily wield and, and killing everyone who comes up to them. And they're not straight taking people and or mutilating them 
like eating them or just leaving them because they could do that also covertly without any awareness of on the people's part and they could do that to every single person take them in their sleep and take them from their house literally move phasing them through the walls um without any ability to counteract it from any peruvian government or usa government or anyone else the insectilians have that technology they don't resort to those means and they do not use their technology for that specifically because they are not a warring species they're not a violent species not a genocidal species they're a not, they're not a predatory species either they're a um, resource gathering species that's obsessed with the one resource known as Orion Draco technology, the black goo. And these nanite AI swarm liquids that are deep in underground in South America, reported for example in Paraguay and Uruguay, the largest sources of black goo in the world, Peru, adjacent to that area, could have subterranean access points to those reservoirs, as well as also uncollected, most likely uncollected and unremembered um, now buried uh, Orion Draco cities and craft generators, engines, uh, technology. That's what they love. They harvest that shit. And they literally burrow through dimensional uh, walls. They burrow through universes to get to this stuff. So it's like a termite. They, they absolutely need it to live, but they only really live there. They only really use the thing that they need, which is wood. You know, a termite doesn't give a shit about metal. It doesn't. A termite needs wood. So yeah, if you're trying to hoard, the, if you're trying to get it uh, separated from the thing at once, you have a problem because then you'll have an infestation. But at the same time, if it's not the thing that you know you're even intersecting with, then it's you let them have it because it's theirs. And that's the deal that was made with the Orion Draco. I mean, that was made with the Astra High Command for this Orion Draco technology. Astra High Command doesn't need that technology. It's more advanced with a separate uh, tech tree, basically. A separate uh, understanding of fundamental sciences and, and, and spirituality. The Insectilians, not from this universe, from a universe where the Orion Draco destroyed themselves through a massive unchecked civil war, and then arose from the ashes, built their society on harvesting and reclaiming uh, Orion Draco civilization and technology itself, once they had reclaimed theirs, used that technology to open up dimensional and universal, like, you know, wormholes, finding universes where the Orion Dracos were extinct, and reclaiming that technology and level on uh, those planets worth of resources, and eventually, basically, uh, accumulating one of the largest populations of all intelligent life ever encountered or, um, or made contact with. But without having to resort to open warfare really ever, because they only exist where the Orion Draco ceased to exist. And while they um, almost rapidly and in, 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 in almost uh, unparalleledly uh, reached a state of advancement and, and numerical superiority that basically intimidates and keeps in check all other species not that they haven't oppressed other species or you know been been in conflict with them but they do not actively seek to destroy but rather to just get the resources that they desire until that they're sufficiently advanced to um, you know go to the next one and to into to use those resources 
simply as that for their energy needs, for their society's needs. And if they can get this done without bloodshed, the better off for them and the more preferable that option. They're not stupid. They are insects, yes, but they are not stupid. They're as smart as the average person and no person really wants to resort to having to kill or violent or even, even in the military, they don't. So this is what you're seeing as an active intimidation project for natural resources. Um, now, that's really all I gotta say about that. The evidence is there. There'll be more building up to it. There were just these two articles currently. But I want to read um, two other articles. One about Peru and the other about a current situation with UFOs going on around the world uh, on the other side of the world that really no one's talking about but people should. So let's get into it. Five aliens discovered near Nazca Lines in Peru, ufologist. During a press conference entitled The Mummies of Nazca in Lima, Peru, UFO enthusiasts and journalists discussed the alleged discovery of alien remains near the Nazca Lines of Peru. Well-known Mexican ufologist and journalist Jaime Mossan claimed on Tuesday that a total of five bodies have been discovered in the past two months, asserting that the remains possess qualities closer to reptilians than humans. He explained that the bodies are over 1,700 years old, which happens to coincide with the time frame in which the Nazca lines, the geoglyphs, or artworks formed by lines drawn by the Earth, are believed to have been created. Busan included x-rays of the mummified remains in order to dispute claims made after the initial discovery in June that they were falsified or made of plaster casts. Nobody has proven that it is a fraud. We are going to present preliminary evidence that will determine in the eyes of the media that these are true specimens, he said. And if there are still doubts that this is real, the obligations of Peruvians in the world is preserving those bodies to find a true answer. The well-preserved alien remains unveiled late last month allegedly measured 5 feet 6 inches tall, had three long fingers and an elongated skull. Apparently, the body of a baby with the same characteristics according to the first analysis could be related. However, now it is necessary to perform a DNA test to be able to determine the relationship between the two, Lassan said. Those are two bodies that there are three of which seem to have characteristics that they are closer to reptiles than humans. And now we have five bodies. Masan has long been criticized for hyping up the existence of extraterrestrials on Earth with dubious evidence. British UFO author Nigel Watson described the find as plaster cast model, describing it as a 110 perfect fake, as cited by the New York Post. Watson's theory that it's simply a money-making scam bears weight as attendees forked out a staggering $300 for the privilege of attending the conference and seeing the aliens up close, according to the Metro UK. It wouldn't be the first time a hoax has earned the prankster some substantial money, and it likely won't be the last. The World Congress of Money, Mummy Studies has previously described Musan's work as an irresponsible organized campaign of disinformation, as cited by Metro. Anything associated with Jaime Masson, a serial promoter of fake alien evidence, is suspect, it added. Professor Konstantin Korotkov of St. Petersburg University in Russia believes the bodies belong to another creature, another humanoid. Popular debunking website Snokes.com has also weighed in on a subject questioning the authenticity of the find back in June. 
It cited the ancient practice of artificial cranial elongation as a possible explanation for the appearance of the fossils. DNA sequencing and CAT scans were carried out on remains which were allegedly in between 245 to 410 AD, but further tests are scheduled to be carried out in the near future, claims Masson. However, one extremely dedicated debunker in Peru has already analyzed the information provided and claims the creature's hands are made of a mixture of bones, including children's bones. The detailed analysis carried out by Rodolfo Salas Gizmondo of the Paleontology Department of the National History Museum of Peru, an associate researcher of the American His Museum of Natural History, claims that anatomical structures of the hands does not make any evolutionary sense and is essentially incorrect biologically speaking. This may just be the la latest in a never-ending line of alien hoaxes preying on the naivety of sci-fi fans and conspiracy theorists just to make a quick buck, but at least there's some improved production value this time. So there is some connection between the Peruvian cases as they are going on. And here is another article from Dazed. For recent news... A mysterious UFO has been found on a beach in Australia. Aus authorities are puzzled by the origins of a large metal cylinder on a remote beach, adding to rumors about a recently unearthly or unearthed alien corpse. From the 18th July 2023. Buzz about alien life has reached fever pitch in the last few years, partly thanks to mysterious missives from the Pentagon, and partly thanks to wave of suspected sightings by space-gazing civilians. Could it really be the case that we're experiencing an uptick in extraterrestrial encounters? Some citizens in the remote part of Western Australia seem to think so. After an enigmatic metal cylinder turned up on their beach, with police quickly stepping in to guard the wreckage. Discovered on Sunday, July 16th, on a beach near Greenhead, a small coastal town 155 miles north of Perth, the six-and-a-half-foot-tall object was reported to uh, authorities by a civilian. According to some reports, a local couple has found it floating in the water and dragged it onto land with their 4x4. By Monday, the Western Australian Police Force had investigated and established a perimeter to guard it from the public. According to tests carried out by emergency services officials, as well as chemical and forensic science investigators, the object does not pose a risk to the public. Nevertheless, the police force is asking people to stay away in order to preserve any potential evidence, which might help experts establish where it came from. The police have also discouraged speculation about its origins. Of course, that hasn't stopped members of the public who reportedly gathered around the cylinder on Sunday before police arrived. Could it be part from a Malaysian aircraft plane that vanished in 2014? Could it be debris from a malfunctioning military device? Could it be alien machinery, the first sign of intelligent life beyond our atmosphere? Probably not, to be honest. At least Australian authorities say that it's unlikely that the object is part of a commercial aircraft, although they admit that the investigation is at an early stage. The Australian Space Agency, meanwhile, has suggested that the object could come from a foreign space launch vehicle and is liaisoning with other international agencies to attempt to provide further information. As the origin of the object is unknown, the agency says, the community should avoid handling or attempting to move the object. The object may not be a kind of UFO we are waiting for this time around, but it's not the first discovery that's got the Australian extraterrestrial rumor mill churning. A gruesome six-foot skeleton that washed up on Queensland's Capricornia coast earlier this month has sparked similar speculation. 
with onlookers wondering whether it belongs to an animal, human, mermaid, or little green man. Given that the metal cylinder and the organic remains were found on opposing coasts of the world's sixth largest country, it is highly unlikely that they're linked. But who knows how far an alien's ejector seat will fly. End of article. So, we have uh, two very different articles, but same in tone, which is mocking and derisive and speculative. So I will say that this has a lot of uh, realism that's going on. You know, in terms of uh, what they're trying to suppress and repress into society and repress into the reader and suppress on the media. But they have to talk about it because it is news and it's generating interest and buzz and popularity. The five aliens discovered in Nazca Lines in Peru are actually human-reptilian hybrids from an older civilization. Yes, absolutely true, given proper burials in their ceremonial cemetery of the Atacama Desert. Yes, absolutely true. Uh, Jaime Masson is not wrong about this, but Jaime Masson does forge evidence and is known to take fraudulent evidence in to promote it to keep his lights on, so to speak, to pay his bills. He is a scrupulous businessman, I will agree. And yes, highly suspect. Everything he does is highly suspect because of his work with uh, prior frauds, specifically in the pursuit of fairies and Nephilim, etc., and this is in line with that. So his presence, his presented information is inaccurate, yes. But realistically, this is real. He did discover these originally three reptilian hybrid mummies and then eventually bought two more, which are highly dubious and mostly likely hoaxes. Um, but see how the truth and the, and the uh, hoax can coexist without canceling each other out. Because what's going on is, yes, finding two and three, uh, you know, mummies in the same area, two with obvious reptilian hybridization, and then being sold two more completely hoaxed ones, which go into throwing out his credibility, but because he cannot discern nor will limit himself on a good story because he is a part of this whole Freemasonic, um, you know, ufology movement, that he allows the entire thing to kind of be torpedoed at least in terms of, uh, you know, mainstream legitimacy or scientific, you know, ethics or whatever. The second one, a mysterious UFO is found on the beach in Australia, really shouldn't have been linked as a UFO, but should have been written for the less sensational but more realistic unknown rocket ship or rocket piece or piece of space uh, debris falls onto uh, Australian beach substantially sized, you know, pulled into the shore by civilians, guarded by police, getting the mainstream attention, but it's most likely immediately identifiable upon reading its description as either a part of the Chinese space program, or the US space program, or the British space program, or some kind of, like JAXA has, Japanese people have a space program, maybe some kind of test you know, fuselage, maybe some kind of uh, single stage, you know, um, high orbit rocket, uh, maybe launching uh, high, you know, orbit uh, or low orbit satellite, or maybe some kind of, you know, telemetry tests or whatever. Maybe even from a rogue nation or a stateless nation, a private enterprise, private corporation that is exploring space, exploring high rocket tests, or maybe even from their own very own military, the Australian military testing out. Um, 
you know, high altitude ICBMs. Why wouldn't Australia have ICBMs? That's the story they should have run. But you see it connected with all of the UFO buzz, the UFO press, as yet further evidence for why the UFO world, the ufology world, you know, everything else, is completely misguided, overhyped, and speculative. It's because of things like this, which add to and muddy the waters of real dis- events like the Peruvian village attack. So Peruvian village attack, absolutely real. Evidence of insectilians, sightings, eyewitnesses, uh, wounded people, casualties, military police interventions, Peruvian uh, nation taking notice of this. Then you have um, figures like Jaime Masson who would travel through South America and both include the real and the unreal to muddy the waters initially and to be kind of useful idiots for the people who are trying to control the narrative in the Western English-speaking world. That there is no evidence for extraterrestrials and the people who pursue this are overexcitable and easily fooled uh, fools, basically, for lack of a word. Then you have an article like this article referencing an event that happened in Australia which is not associated with UFOs in any shape or fashion, but rather is just du jour for the type of media when it comes to anything mysterious or unexplained to lump it into the most popular category of the time, whether it be fairy stories, UFOs, sea monsters, etc. And then just generally write it off as all bullshit, even though there is a very present and undeniable reality that this object was discovered. There are photos of it. The the police are guarding it. It has something to do with something involving the space program. That much is clear because the mainstream space program has admitted as such. So, you know, to to deride it as, oh, see, the UFOs aren't real because there's mystery rockets falling out of the fucking sky into our oceans and beaches is not a proper explanation away of it. It's just a, a confirmation and then like a complete... Uh, smoke screen and a smoke job. So I hope that's, that kind of covers the main news of UFO shit going on without my own personal take of uh, Solar Ward and Dark Fleet activities. I will be giving those a little bit later on as a new update and a new episode as well. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. Thank you for reaching this point of the broadcast at the very end. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Namaste and Abu Salam. Um, so thank you all very much, um, each and every one of you out there in dreamland. Thank you all very much. God bless you and your families. Peace out. Oh, and consider supporting and following on Twitter, which is at top secret Texan and definitely, uh, consider supporting at, um, the cash app slash money sign beyond top secret Texan. And then, uh, any donations are appreciated. You can click Twitter, for example, on X. There's a icon that allows you to tip goes to the cash app. Definitely, you know, one, two, three, maybe four or five dollars. Definitely appreciated from every single person that would listen to it. Uh, the 10,000, I'd be set for life. So, definitely, if you could be one of the, you know, you know, the one out of ten that, that is uh, expected to support in any way, you can like or share this, uh, or you can donate the dollar and everything. That'll keep the lights on, that'll keep the videos being produced, that'll keep the wheels spinning, uh, gas in the tank, and all that. So, definitely. 
Uh, all it takes is $1, $5, $10. You know, if you have it, if you don't, you know, I get it. But if you have it, definitely, you know, send it this way. I can't get a Patreon because they won't let me on Patreon anymore. And, you know, etc. Independent journalism, exactly. Support the real. Support the real and recognize the real. Um, I tell it like it is. I tell the truth. I believe in this and everything. But I'm, you know, the only skeptical, uh, the only skepticism I have is towards the government. The only skepticism I have is towards uh, the skeptics themselves. So thank you all very much. God bless you and your families. Peace out.